Hello and welcome to the Fearless Man Podcast. This is a show where we talk about everything that God wants us to remember to do as a husband, a father, a friend, a leader, and even a chef in the kitchen. Don't miss it. Share with your friends and I'll see you on the podcast. This is your host, Andy Falco Jimenez. Hello, my friends. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little, uh, appears to be a little bit of a glitch here. I just, um, let me know if you can see me. Uh, let me know if you saw the introduction. Let me know if you can hear me. Um, I'm over at Yorba Regional Park here in Anaheim, California. And um, normally, these things work pretty seamlessly together. However, um, for some reason, I'm getting a little bit of a, uh, interference today. You would think being in the city of Anaheim, which is a fairly large city uh, in uh, California, that you would have internet connection everywhere in the city. Um, it appears that the, the internet connection is a little bit weak, or not the internet connection, well, the cell service is a little weak here in the area. So uh, if you are watching, you come on, please let me know whether um, everything seems okay. I, the most important thing is the sound. If you can hear the sound, that's what's important. If uh, for whatever reason you can't, uh, please let me know. Now, I have a feeling that the video may be a little shaky. Uh, so let me know. I'll wait to see when somebody joins on and uh, I'll ask the question again. Um, but one of the things that's really important about this particular broadcast called Man, or sorry, Men Take It Back. What, I, what I'm about to say and what I'm about to read from this book, of course, is, is actually what all Christians should be thinking right now that we have lost we have lost the um, areas of this earth that god created to demonic powers um, especially those of us that live here in the united states that um, this country um, built on biblical teachings um, it was a, it was a, it was founded on on god's word that we've we very much have lost this country uh, to, again, to demonic powers and and and, and humans that just really um, know not what they do, apparently. Um, and so what I'm about to, t to read out of the book, I'm going to read, I'm going to read some portions of this book and, and talk a little bit about what, what's in the book that I'm about to read. Uh, it's the same book that I've been reading for the last couple of broadcasts. It's called Take It Back. And I'll talk a little bit more about this book in just a second. But I just want you to know that if you are a woman watching this, it's okay. You can be. Um, if um, you're a man, you need to take this to heart that it's time to act like a man. It's time to um, be the man that God has called you to be. And we need to take back uh, our families, our countries, our schools, our, our businesses, um, our, our world, um, because it is being taken over by... Um, uh, people that really believe in other gods, whether it's uh, politicians or um, social media uh, influencers or what have you. It's, um, it really has become a battle, um, a spiritual battle uh, on this planet, and, and we're in it. However, as much as this is a spiritual battle, battle we also need to have... Um, the feeling of, you know what, God's word is true. <laughs> he predicted all of what it is that we are going through right now. He's predicted um, the, the madness uh, that would come before his coming. 
to uh, rescue us and take us uh, to our 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 the homes that he he has prepared for us, our our castles in the sky. Um, again, I can see people are watching. If you wouldn't mind, unless you don't want to know, you know, that you know you're watching or what have you. If you wouldn't mind in the comment section, just let me know that you can hear me okay. I realize that the uh, video may be a little bit shaky. I'm at uh, Yorba Regional Park in Anaheim, where you would think they would have a, a strong cell service here, but apparently they don't. I'm right next to the 91 freeway and, and La Palma Avenue. <laughs> and for some reason, I have a, a weak cell signal. I've walked all over this park looking for a strong weak signal. This is the strongest in the park. So if you wouldn't mind commenting, letting me know how the sound is. And if you can, I see the picture's a little bit shaky, but hopefully you can, you can see okay. Um, so what I'm about to read right now is actually the title of the book is Take It Back. It's by Dr. Tim Clinton and Max Davis. And the chapter I'm reading is called Take It Back. So uh, uh, the chapter that I'm reading is essentially the um, uh, the, the namesake of, of this particular book. Uh, just log on. I can hear and see you fine. Oh, good. I don't know why on my end over here, it looks a little bit shaky on my computer. Thank you, Shara. I do appreciate you, uh, you commenting. All right. So... In chapter five of this book called Take It Back, in the chapter that says Take It Back, it starts with a, a quote that's attributed to John Wayne. And uh, it's, I love it. It says, courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. I can tell you as a police officer, there were a couple times where I got to a call, I could hear the gunfire. Uh, I had to go to the front door of the house where the gunfire was coming from and either kick the door down or, uh, you know, I wait until, you know, maybe the, the, the TAC team, uh, we called it the TAC team, not the SWAT team at the time, but the SWAT team uh, would throw a uh, grenade of some sort, um, a, a CS grenade in the back window. And then once we heard the pop, then we would kick the door down, whatever that was. I remember those moments of, uh, you know, it, it was a little bit of excitement, but there was, there was some being scared. And then even though you're scared, you kick the door and go it anyway and, uh, and try to take the person down. So I love that. Uh, particular quote that's attributed to John Wayne here. Uh, and so I'm going to read uh, uh, this chapter. And I, again, I hope you don't mind. I read a lot on these devotionals um, or these uh, podcasts for uh, the Fearless Man podcast. So, uh, But I think it's important to take uh, certain things that people have written. So you don't always think that it's me coming up with a bunch of nonsense and, and spewing it out and, and hoping that you'll believe that it's something that I truly believe in. But I like taking other men's and, and women's words, for that matter, and using them uh, to discuss um, what it is that we need to do today as men and Christians, for that matter, to take our our world back, our country back, our schools back, our our state back. It's, and it's not going to be easy, just as it, it wasn't easy for many of the men in the Bible to do what it was that they did, uh, as they had been one way before the dwelling of the Holy Spirit, and then how they were after the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. They still had some of the same fears and, and hesitations and, and worries and egos that would get in the way from time to time. But with God um, dwelling inside you, you push ahead anyway. And that's uh, kind of what we're going to learn from here. So if you remember from last um, broadcast, which is about a week and a half ago, been really busy with, busy with the campaigns here, uh, studying and watching and doing a bunch of different work. But uh, so it's been about a week and a half since my last broadcast in the Fearless Man podcast. But we were talking about David's hometown of Ziklag, where he and the troops, all the men, left the town, the little village uh, of Ziklag, left behind the the women and children. They went off to battle for a few days, and then they came back in victory. And that victory and that celebration of victory didn't last long 
until they, uh, because when they got back to eye shot of their town, they could see that it was on fire, that the buildings were smoldering. Um, and the only other thing is as they got closer and closer, there was some eerie silence. There was, there was no sound that they would normally hear, uh, hear of, of joy that they were returning from other battles that they had been in. But in this case, not even uh, sounds of, of sorrow or screaming or, um, you know, where have you been? Uh, thank God you're back. There was nothing. It was dead silence. And what had happened is this uh, this band of marauders um, uh, had came and taken uh, the women and children and burned their uh, their town down. And so now after this moment of victory and celebration, they were now in despair and were uh, broken because they they maybe been gone too long and, and, and had not left anybody behind to take care of the women and children. And so there was some despair by not only David, but the men that were uh, with him. So now we pick it up in this chapter. It says, now here's the really cool part about the scene of Ziklag. In the midst of the chaos, the brokenness, the ruins, David went to God on his knees. Once David repented, made things right with God and strengthened himself in the Lord, he knew he had God's ear. There was a clear line of communication. He was not going to make the same mistake again and move on his own without God's direction. David cried out to God again. Only this time he asked God, what do I do? And if you remember, uh, uh, David did not ask God for direction when he went off the battle. He didn't ask for his help or his guidance. Um, he just said, I got this. I'm, I'm king. I got these troops behind me. I can handle this on my own. And he left without, <laughs> without seeking God's direction on what, what it was that they were going to be doing. Um, so this time, um, after he's there back in, now he goes, okay, now, <laughs> and how many times do we do that as men, is that once we've made total a, a total mess of our situation, what have you, whatever it may be, we then, and only then, ask for God's help. When we're brought to our knees and we ask for God's help, and this is essentially what the Bible is telling us here, uh, and it says, so David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? Uh, and then it goes on in the book. Uh, the Lord God heard David's cries, as he will yours, and answered him, and answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. In other words, rally your men, saddle up your horses, go get it, take it back, and don't and don't just get some of it, get all of it. God's not do, into doing anything halfway. I love that. Um, it goes on at our last men's conference, which is uh, Dr. Tim Clinton speaking here at his last uh, men's conference, a, a, uh, he sensed the shift. You could feel it. God was at work. And I believe he was telling his men the same thing. Saddle up. It's time. Be warriors for me and take it back. Take back everything the enemy has stolen. Take back what you allowed to, to be stolen. Don't settle. God was fully aware of the mistakes David and his men had made, yet he was still with them. He will be with you too. The enemy is lying when he says, it's too late. You've messed up too much. That it's not true. In fact, God can supernaturally redeem what has been lost to make you stronger. Your past truly isn't your past if it's, all, if it's, if it's still affecting your present. Stop beating yourself up with the past. Ask God what to do and where to go from here to redeem your mistakes. 
and, and I'm going to stop there and then I have something uh, further to read here. But what we've realized, and it's interesting that Char, uh, Char is on here, is that it's interesting that I often bring up the fact that with the school boards, not just here in uh, where I live, at Placentia Yorba Linda Unified School District, but school boards throughout California and throughout the nation, that, that parents left the schools unattended, much like David left the town unattended to go to battle with all the men and took the men out of the picture um, of the town where the most vulnerable, the, the women and the children, especially the children, and just said, you know what, they'll be fine. We left our kids to go to school and we thought they'll be fine. They're with a bunch of trusted adults. They're with a bunch of people that are clearly doing this job because they love kids, uh, including not only the teachers, but the librarians, the coaches, the, the um, superintendents who run the school districts, the school board members who run, sometimes getting uh, nothing as far as pay. And we think they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. We don't even need to pay attention. And what has happened recently is that we came back from our battle, whatever that is, uh, whether it's work, whether it's hanging out with the uh, with friends on the weekends and and during the week, you know, who knows what we do. I used to play hockey during the week and do some other stuff. And I just felt that while I was playing hockey, while I was in Vegas or at the desert shooting a bunch of cans with my buddies on the police force, that I just thought the kids are fine. They're being taken care of. And then now we come back during COVID and we find out, oh my gosh, our town is on fire. Our kids are, have, have been taken from us. Their minds have been stolen from us. And now what we, what many parents have decided to do is stick their head in the sand. Many parents still don't show up at school board meetings. Many parents didn't even vote. We find that during this last election that something like 30% of the um, uh, registered voters in our area are the 30% uh, of the ones who voted. <laughs> what? 70% of the people in our community didn't bother to vote? 70%? A number of them, I'm sure, are parents. They don't care or they think, oh, it's too late. If they're already gone, we'll just we'll, we'll, we'll go back to work and suck our thumbs and just hope the best is going to happen. No. The, no. No. That is, that, that is what he's saying here. He says, no. We, it's not too late. God said it's not too late. You've messed up too much. That is not true. There's not too much with God. In fact, God can supernaturally redeem what has been lost or what has been stolen from you, as it says in the Bible, to make you stronger. Your past truly isn't your past if it's still affecting your present. If it's still affecting your present, which it will, it will it'll affect the rest of what's going on here in the country over the years and will not stop. And so it is not too late. We need to get back in the game. I know I'm hard on parents who don't show up at school board meetings. I'm hard on parents who, who still don't want to speak up about um, uh, the, um, you know, the, the sex, uh, the, 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 the pornography. Sorry, I was struggling for the word because it's not just sex education. It sounds very timid or, or mild when I say sex. It's not sex. It's pornography that's being put into our schools and put before the kids' eyes and ears and hearts. That, that's what we need to fight against. And I know you. I know you'll get yelled at. I know some of you will get fired. I know some of you will lose family members. I know some of you will lose friends. But it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Do you want to lose your children to this madness? It is time to 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 go back into the fight. To jump back in the fight. No matter how scared you are. No matter how worried you are about what you're going to lose and who you're going to lose. That's not important. Get back into the battle. And people say, "No, it's easy for you to say." No, I've lost a lot. I've lost friends. I've lost family. 
I've, uh, you know, for doing similar things, I've lost my house, I've lost my businesses, I've lost customers, but it didn't make me not do it. It actually made me want to do it more. And here I was doing more um, because that is what God has called me to do. And God has called you to do the same thing. So there are two parallel themes weaving throughout this book, the book called Take It Back. How men can take back what they have lost on a personal level, rebuilding their individual walls of protection, developing integrity, holiness, accountability, and godliness, and embracing their masculinity the way God created them without apology. Number two, how to take back what we've lost in our relationships and as a nation and the key role men have in reclaiming the culture. Oh, yes. Showing up in our circles of influence, giving to something bigger than ourselves and letting that circle expand one person at a time. Wow. Take back your life personally and taking back the culture are tight, are tightly linked. The second can't happen without the first until the first happens. But with God's authority and favor, it will happen. When David rallied his men, I believe they could see the resolve and confidence he had after connecting with God. Once again, they chose to follow one whose face reflected authority and power. In that moment, the men began to release their bitterness and anger toward David and channel it, refocusing it toward the goal. They could see and sense God's favor on their leader. The same will happen to you. When you strengthen yourself in the Lord, the people around you will begin to notice and have confidence in your steps to new life. When David said, we must go and fight and take it all back, they took action. They did something. We must do something. There is time to weep. There is time to seek God's face. There is a time to dry the tears, grab your sword, and do battle. Oh, this brings me... And I, 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 I'm hesitating to, to stop there. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to this book, but I want to share a story, a personal story um, with you that um, is really, I think, relevant to what it is that I just read. And that is you can mess up really bad and you have people that look at you, look to you as an authority. And for me, that came in a couple different forms. Uh, I owned a business and at points I'd had everything from 10 employees to 500 employees uh, in the businesses that I was running. <clears throat> and then as a parent, I have uh, uh, five kids. Four of them right now are still uh, little, I, I call them little, but they're still two in elementary school, one in junior high and two in high school, and then I have an adult child. <clears throat> but um, it was about seven or eight years ago that um, the mom of the, of the kids uh, and I, separated and, and then got a divorce and i had i remember i was saying earlier that uh, that i'd lost businesses and, and relationships because of bad decisions bad business decisions um i nearly lost the house they came and hung a door a sign on the door saying i had to be out in 30 days um i owed hundreds of thousands of dollars in um uh, uh, you know payroll uh, to uh, a bunch of people and i had to take it out of my savings and um, retirement, which was hundreds of thousands of dollars and I had to empty my retirement to pay employees. And I paid because I, I did not want to leave anybody unpaid. And so everybody got paid. Um, I was being sued. There was a whole number of things going on. And, and in the midst, I probably chose things to do. Maybe went out with the, with the boys and drank because I didn't want to come home and admit my mistakes. Um, and and just, just dealing with you know traveling and going places. 
Um, even though maybe I, at, the po- at that point was not the best idea, maybe staying home with the family and trying to mend uh, some of the, um, uh, uh, you know, some of the hard feelings and things that we're going through. So instead, with all that, end up getting separated and divorced. So when we're talking about David's troops, now David took his troops and said, follow me and took him to battle and, and, and did what he did. And, and he was in charge. And so I, I believe some of the bitterness, obviously, is that, hey, you are our leader. You took us away and we did everything you told us to do. And now look at we lost our families. We lost everything that we own. We lost everything. And so bitterness there. So same thing with the children. I remember the disappointment in the children that came back to me and said, Dad, what did you do? Dad, explain this to us. Why Why does mom hate you so much? Why, why uh, are we in trouble? Why um, did everything get taken from the house? Why, why, why all this stuff? And there's bitterness. And there's, there's many men, and I, and I don't know if you need to hear this today, if you're a man going through some of the stuff that, that, that that's very easy to give up. And I've seen it over and over again. As a police officer, I dealt with a lot of uh, uh, domestic violence. Sorry about the lawnmower going behind me. But um, I, in, in some of the domestic violence cases and things like that, and even some suicides uh, of men and, and, and some suicides where they would take uh, homicide, it would be a, a murder-suicide where they would take the lives of their their, their wives and their children, that those are the extremes, but yet there's less extremes of just not engaging where you think that you're so bad or you've done so much to destroy your family, at least in that moment, that you think it's impossible to come back from that, that you think it's impossible to, to, to regain their trust, to regain their idea that you are a, an authority that they can trust. And I'm here to tell you that that's not true. I surely shattered the trust and what was authority at the time with bad decisions and things that I had done that caused the separation, caused the divorce, that caused the loss of all the finances in the home. But over the years, as long as it may have taken, maybe longer than five or six, seven years, I believe that I've come back to a point of authority and trust with my kids to such a great extent that they even tell me so. They even say, you know, you know, I, I think when your children tell you that they love you and they um, respect you and, and will use words that, that, that tell them that you've regained that authority, um, that you have to believe it and you have to trust in it. That it's, uh, it's something because I don't remember them saying it quite the same way they, that, you know, before as they do now that they do say it with a sense of, you know what, I, you've redeemed yourself, Dad, and we can see the differences that you've made and the things that you're doing differently now that you didn't, that you did, that are different than what you used to do in the past. And and they could even see it, and especially as they get older, they begin to see it. So um, there may be some men out there, I'm not sure, that need to hear that, that if you're in that point where, you know what, um, I'm in a bad place right now, I don't know why I turned this broadcast on or why I'm listening to the podcast, um, but uh, maybe that was what you need to hear, is that no matter what it is you've done, no matter how angry they are at you, no matter how much they say they hate you right now, that you, you make the difference, you ask God for help, you follow God's word, you, um, you, you, you invite him in, into your being so that he dwells inside you and you, you pray and ask for his guidance on a regular basis. And you will see a change. It will probably not happen overnight, but it, but it, but it will happen. 
and you have to stick with it. Again, I think that uh, if I were to be honest with you, it'd be somewhere around six or seven years um, that it took me to get back to a place where um, I'm in a position of authority with, where they can they can trust that authority. And I would say maybe even the ex-wife. We still don't particularly care for each other. <laughs> but um, there's something different about even our relationship uh, from time to time. It'll hit a snag once in a while, but um, it's even different now uh, than, than before. And so I just wanted to tell you that, that what was said, what I just read in this book is very important for you to take away today. If you don't take away anything else, that no matter how bad you, you mess something up and jack your life up and family and relationships and that kind of stuff, you turn that around and there is hope. All right, continuing on in this book. Uh, that's what David and his mighty warriors did. They went on a rampage. It would be great if we could say all 600 men fought valiantly and overcame, but the ride wasn't easy. David pushed so hard that 200 men never made it to the battlefield. Weak and weary, they dropped out of the fight, but it didn't dissuade David. He and the remaining men chased down the Amalekites, cleaned them out, and took back what the enemy had stolen, plus more. I like the way the, the message describes it. David pounced. He and his men fought them from before sunrise until evening of the next day. None got away except for 400 of the younger men who escaped by riding off in, on camels. David rescued everything from the Amalekites had taken, and he rescued his two wives. Two wives. <laughs> okay, bro. Nothing and no one was missing, young or old, son or daughter, plunder or whatever. David recovered the whole lot. He herded the sheep and cattle before them, and they all shouted, David's plunder. Sometimes you have to get fed up and then get fired up. You have to pounce. It's time. Enough is enough. Change has to happen. Wow. And it has, and it has to happen. Will you drop out because you are weary and discouraged, or will you strengthen yourself in the Lord and press on in the fight? Now, there's a, little, there's a couple other paragraphs here, but I'm going to end it there uh, and then come back to these questions that I will give you that are at the end of the book. But I just want to finish that, that that part of it as we're seeing here in the school board here at the Placentia Urban Unified School District and districts that I have been following and even interviewed some of the school board members that were running, we see them winning. We, we won here, uh, we believe, and um, we are going to take over the school board. And we are going to make some changes. We are going to look hard at some of the things that are happening in our school district. And we are going to hopefully, I'm not on the school board, but I hope that we can count on the school board members that are going to be on, that they are going to really look hard at not only what is happening in our school district, but what is happening from the influence of the teachers unions and what's happening from the influence of Sacramento. Um, and those seem like, again, powerful. Those seem like Goliath. Uh, if we're to use, continue to use David as our example here, that David as a young boy was not afraid of taking on Goliath. I know that we have had both had um, school board members who followed everything Goliath said and was happy to do whatever Goliath wanted of, of destruction and, and, and just nastiness and, and going along with it and putting it in our schools. And then you had others on the school board who were too afraid to say anything. They just go, all right, we vote yes, we'll follow along. And they're weak. They're weak, pathetic human beings that will do nothing to stand up to Goliath. What I think we have on the board now are at least going to be, if I'm correct, three, if not four, strong Davids 
on the school board and one not so strong. Um, at, at worst, we'll have three Goliaths or three Davids. Um, and one of the, the unfortunate, one of the Goliaths is going to stick around. <laughs> and the other wobblers, who's sometimes strong, sometimes weak, she's going to continue to stick around. But what, what, I, what I'm trying to explain to you is that we were able to, as, as parents here, who care about what's happening to our, our little community here, um, uh, what's the name of the town again? Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know why I can't remember. It's a hard name, even though it's small. Zeklag. Zeklag. Our Zeklag is our school board and our, uh, uh, our school district. And we're going to come back and we're going to fight and we're going to take everything back that was ours and then some and, and do more for our children than what could have been done just just with, um, you know, whatever's in place now that we're going to not only bring back a, a, some sanity to our schools, but then we're going to then make it even stronger and better and and even make the education stronger than it was before because of um the strength of the people and, and, and God behind us. Are we going to turn the schools into Christian schools? No, that's not our goal. Our goal is to bring back some morality, uh, not some, a, a lot of morality. It needs a lot of morality back to our schools, um, but just strong education, rules, and uh, growth. We want growth in the education, not weakness and, and backsliding and re the reduction of education. We want to bring something uh, that we can look proud upon, that our school is above and beyond any other school in the state of California or in the nation for that matter. So that's that's what our goal is. All right, just really quick, I'm gonna get to these, these discussion questions. And so what you can do is uh, if you grab a pen or a, a pencil now and you can just write these down, is that um, uh, answer these questions for yourself. So the first one is when you blow it, do you run from God or go to God? When you blow it, as I said earlier, when I was talking about my situation, when I come, I clearly blew it. <laughs> Um, you could, I could have chose to run away from God and just go live in a motel. You see some of these, um, cop stories, right? They, they, uh, you know, they're so in what I did too. I got so busy at work. I was showing, I was a detective. I was going in at two or three o'clock in the morning and coming home at 10 to 11 o'clock at night and then waking up a couple hours later and going back to work. Uh, and then you destroy your, um, you destroy your family, um, and you divorce. And then they go live in some motel in some seedy area of the city and drink themselves to death. That, that's when you run away from God. <laughs> um, I fortunately, it took a little while, but I began to run to God and, can, and will continue running to God as, God as time goes on. So when you blow it, what do you do? Uh, the next one is, how do you think David strengthened himself in the Lord? How do you think David strengthened himself in the Lord? I think obviously one of those things is that he knew that he had made a mistake earlier by not asking God for guidance. And so his... his um, his weakness was that he thought he could do it on his own. And we think it's strength to show it that we can do it on So it's just the opposite. Our weakness is, is trying to do it on our own. It would be strength to do it with the Lord. So how do you think David strengthened himself in the Lord? Are there other things you can think of that, that there's ways that he showed that? Uh, the third one is how do you personally hear from God for directions? That's a good one for you to kind of ponder and, and write down. Uh, the next one, uh, number four, is is there any anger and bitterness in your heart that's keeping you from saddling up? Explain. Oh, that's a good one. Let me read that again. Is there any anger and bitterness in your heart? <laughs> I needed that one today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually write my own. Uh, you can probably guess what that is. Uh, is there any anger and bitterness in your heart that's keeping you from saddling up? Explain. And the last one, number five, 
is what would you have done if you were on flight 93? So the last paragraph in this book is about flight 93, uh, the one where um, the passengers took over the plane and caused it to crash into the field. And it's the story of, uh, you know, let's roll. And um, it just talks about that. So going back to the question, what would you have done if you were on flight 93? Uh, are you willing to die for something bigger than yourself? Are you willing to die for something bigger than yourself? Um, the, the sword of the word, which is a little bit of a, a verse here from First Samuel 38 that says, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. And then pray about it. Inquire of the Lord just as David did. Ask him what do you, what do, what, oh, what to do, sorry. Ask him what to do and how to do it. Ask him what to do and how to do it. So pray to God for that. Um, wow, that, that's uh, some powerful stuff. I, you know, I don't always know exactly what God's going to give me and, and what I'm going to talk about as I'm doing these podcasts, but um, there's some powerful stuff for, uh, for me to take away. Uh, hopefully you got something out of it and um, you'll understand that no matter what you've done, no matter how often you've done it, no matter the destruction and path of destruction that you have left behind you, um, that uh, that doesn't have to be the end. That you can you can come back. You can always come back. All right, let me pray. Uh, dear Lord, I love you, and we all love you. All of you that are watching, I'm sure that you have your things that you are going through today, um, last week, you know, the entire month, whatever that may be. That you just need to ask God for forgiveness. You need to repent and tell God that um, you will now no longer try to do life on your own, that you will do life with God and you will ask for guidance, ask for his help and make a decision for God if you've not done that yet, that uh, you need God and you've been trying to do it on your own for too long now. Um, you may have had some fun and you may have had some success. Uh, I thought the same thing. I thought that everything that was happening was uh, obviously a sign that I'm, I'm doing well enough on my own and then it all comes tumbling down. It seems fun in the time, the, you know, the, the laughs and the giggles and that kind of stuff seem, you know, all worth it. But there's a lot of tears that will come afterwards um, because that does not last. Only your, your um, love for God and your, wow, I'm having trouble getting through this, your patience <clears throat> um, as God makes sure that you're ready to live a life with him. For me, it took about six or seven years, but that was because of me, not because of God. So uh, make a decision for God today if you've not done that yet. And uh, if you need any help, um, just pray. Pray for his help, pay for his guidance. Uh, you may not hear anything right away, but at some point he will let you know where it is that he wants you to go and what first steps that you need to take that will honor him, and honor your family, and um, all those that follow you and think of you as a leader, as an example. And with all that, my, my Lord, I love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. That's it, my friends. I hope uh, it wasn't too bad. I know I, I gave it a shot. Tri-City Park seems to have a better signal. I may have to go back to Tri-City or walk around. The, this park is huge, so there's got to be an area here that has a better signal than what I have here. All right, my friends. Uh, love you all. Take care. God bless. And uh, please share um, this broadcast with people. Maybe send a link. Um, it's broadcasting on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Rumble, uh, wherever you're watching. Take that link and share it out. If you go to the Andy.
there we go. <laughs> sure, a phone call comes right at the end there. All right, my friends, uh, but share it out. Like it, subscribe, and when you get a chance, if you're watching the replay on one of the social media platforms, please leave a comment. If you're watching on the or listening on the podcast, again, please share a link out to your friends that uh, you think may need to hear this particular um, subject matter. All right, that's it. We'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye. <laughs>